Hey there, welcome back. This is This Insecure Life, and you're hanging with Kathleen. That's me. Um, this week, I thought I would talk about the kind of terrifying prospect of trying to make friends as an adult, <laughs> um, which sounds, I think, really silly when you when you put it into words, which is true of a lot of things, but... <laughs> It's something that I know um, I struggle with, and I know that friends have struggled with. And it's one of those weird situations that you don't really think about, right? Like, where do most of your friends come from? Just where do they come from? Likely school, if you participated in sort of any extracurriculars, um, soccer or dance, um, music, any of that stuff. You probably have a couple, handful, maybe one, (laughs) depending on the type of person you are, uh, friends from those things. But when I look at the friends in my life, most of them I met in school. So whether it's elementary school, high school, or university, that is the biggest, you know, 90, 90 like 2% probably of my friends are from school education, where, and and I know some school systems break things down differently, but when I was going to school in Ontario, Um, I was in the Catholic system, which uh, is also an indicator of how schools and grades are broken down. So I went to one school from the time I was three (laughs) till the time I was 14. Um, It was ECE, so early childhood education, till grade eight. And I know a lot of schools sort of go till grade five and then six, seven, eight, um, can be an option or sometimes it goes till grade six and then seven, eight are considered high school. (sighs) Regardless, in my instance, I was in the same school for a third of my life, essentially. And what's funny about that is while I have friends from elementary school and people I've stayed in touch with, um, I probably have one really, really good friend from elementary school that I talk to on the reg. Um, But everyone else, you know, I keep in touch with. We're friends on social media. If we like see each other, we'll catch up. But they're not my go-tos, which is funny because that is a big chunk of my life that I went to school with them for. And I think my grade was a little bit of an anomaly. We didn't have a whole lot of people coming in and out. So there were, the majority of us went to school together from the time we were three years old until the time we were 13 or 14. And um, that's wild to me. And then I have a good handful of friends from high school, which for me was 9, 10, 11, and 12. Um... When I was in high school, they had gotten rid of uh, OAC, so grade 13. 
a couple years before <laughs> and um so you know four years but I feel like high school is such an intense experience that you do bond uh, quite quickly and closely with the people there and then a lot not a lot I want to say probably the majority of my close close friends you know those like besties ride or dies uh, actually came from my university experience which again was four years for me and wild for years uh, my first year was overseas so a very different experience than a lot of people a very small amount of us and very intense it's kind of a wild ride to be in another country when you're 18 19 years old <laughs> going on trips booking travel um and doing schoolwork so yeah that was that's really intense and the other thing I want to say is um I can't quote this I don't know where the study is or if it's just someone who said it but apparently if you have a friend in your life who's you've known for 10 years pretty much they're gonna like be your lifelong friends it's sort of the threshold which is kind of weird 10 years seems like a weird thing because you know um but regardless that is that's like a big chunk of the close people in my life I have friends from you know online forums and a couple very select work friends <laughs> um a couple friends from like yoga training and things like that but honestly like 90 92 percent are probably school friends so I just explained that for a very long time and I hope in that time you sort of did an evaluation of where your friends are from. Um, if you are, you know, my, my age, <laughs> old, older than sort of uni age. So I'm talking undergrad. Um, I think grad school changes a little bit. But if you're, you know, undergrad and younger and listening, then just take note that maybe some of the things I'll say can be helpful. <laughs> and if you have tips for how to make friends outside of school, then like hit me up. You uh, can tweet me, Instagram me, DMs are open, send me an email, uh, Insecure Life Pod, search it, it's there. <sighs> but yeah, so um, one of the things I want to talk about is how scary it can be to reach out to someone and mm, rejection is, is really fucking shitty. And for some reason for me, I don't think for some reason, I think I, I look at friendships as way more important in a lot of ways than romantic relationships um and I think it's always been that way uh, <laughs> I can get more into it but my first in quotations boyfriend when I was nine um was my best friend and then my other best friend my female best friend uh asked me to not spend much ow Ooh, I just put my nail back that hurts 
ouchies. Um, my female best friend at the time was very upset and concerned that I was going to spend all my time with him because he was my boyfriend and I would not be spending time with her. And so I d- actively limited how much time I was spending with him, which, you know, in hindsight, as a nine-year-old, <laughs> what was I thinking? I should have just done what I wanted to do, but I didn't want to hurt anyone and she was important to me and um, no big deal, right? So that is always how I've approached it. My heart has been broken the most by people who were my closest friends, my best friends. So I take it very seriously and I think that makes me super anxious and super scared and fearful to reach out to people. Um, if you do follow me on uh, Instagram, I'm pretty sure that's where I, the only place I posted it, but I may have posted it elsewhere. A couple weeks ago, I was feeling really lonely, really down, and I had recently met some new people, so I reached out to one of them. I just, I, again, just like random meetings, which is abnormal, but I reached out to one and I just said, hey, I'm feeling kind of low. You are absolutely, totally allowed to like say no, but I think you're a pretty cool person, and it would be really cool if we could like get coffee together and hang out. And the response was like, yes, you're rad too. Like, absolutely. Let's fucking hang out. And we've hung out a bunch of times with multiple other people, like just being accepted into sort of a new friend group has been really fucking eye opening. Um, And last week when I went out, um, someone approached me. We were at the Parade of Lost Souls uh, in Vancouver, which is like first time that I ever went really cool but kind of jarring if you're not like if you've never been I feel like it's hard to like get your head around when you first arrive just because there are so many people not a lot of signage it was also raining so this this woman approached me and she just asked if I knew where things started and how it went and um I was like, I'm new too. It's my first time. She was very new though. She was just off the boat. (laughs) Is that an appropriate term anymore? She had just arrived from Germany. Let's say that instead. And um, she was just, you know, looking to experience Halloween. So I introduced myself and I said I was meeting friends and she was totally welcome to hang with us. And she did for a little bit. Um... (laughs) But it, if I hadn't been so openly embraced and welcomed and invited uh, to hang out and meet new people and just be able to, like, be myself, I definitely would not have asked her to spend that time with us. Uh, <laughs> or even just me. I wouldn't have had that offer. I would have said, oh, this is what I think it is and this is where you go and have a great night. Um, But because I had recently been experiencing that like connection and sense of community, which is weird when you think about friends, but that's kind of what it is. You build your own little personal community, right? Community is so important to how we function and creating security and safety and comfort and happiness um and support 
right? Like, I think, I think there's a difference in the support you get from family and the support you get from romantic partners and the support you get from friends. And the friend part, it just seems a little bit lighter and a little bit easier. But I could be wrong. I've had some pretty intense friend fights in the past, which have not always been light and easy. But it is, it's a different dynamic. And I feel like there's an easier sense of vulnerability. You don't have the family history that can be in your bones, right? You don't have those generations of passed down uh, patterns and mistakes and things you need to overcome that's just part of you and part of your makeup. And you also are missing, I think a lot of times, and this is if you are a relationship anarchist, like potentially your relationships skew over uh, romantic and friendship, uh, which is awesome. But once you bring in a romantic aspect, once you bring in a sexual aspect, once you bring in attraction that you act upon, I do think it impacts um, the dynamic of a relationship and a friendship in particular. So friends are just, to me, this like gold star that I can rely on to lift me up and be my cheering section and also like honestly tell me when I'm being a dick or need to make a change um, with obviously like loving kindness and no agenda. Again, when you have sort of those romantic influences or those family influences, there can be agendas that isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's another aspect that gets removed and you can just be you. So it is a very specific type of vulnerability, in my opinion. And uh, it's hard to establish. It's hard to create these friendships. It has been for me. And I, like I said, I've had conversations with friends where it's been hard. Because even if you look at where you make your friends, if you have professional friends and you actually work together in the same place, office, school, community, whatever it is, inevitably workplace politics are going to play into your relationship or you're going to need to censor yourself in some way to protect your job potentially. If you're having a shitty day and the person you're friends with is higher up and you bitch about something, who fucking knows what could happen, right? Um, Ideally, that wouldn't occur and they would be a good friend and just listen, but it does become a little bit more of a cat and mouse game. I also have noticed with workplace friendships that despite best intentions, if you really only became friends with these people, which is kind of why we make friends in school also, but if you're seeing someone every day and spending time with them and getting to know them, inevitably you'll likely grab lunch at some point in time, go for after work drinks and, and a friendship forms. But as soon as one of you leaves the workplace, a lot of times those friendships crumble. And again, not for any ill intent. It just 
is the way it happens. (laughs) So I don't know exactly what it was that made me get over the fear of rejection. I think what happened for me in the last couple months was I was tired. I was tired of feeling alone and I was tired of feeling lonely. And I'm not going to say that I don't have times like that still. Um, Not in the best place right now. And that I think is why this like shining beacon (laughs) of new friends, shiny and new and lovely and inviting, um, has been so beneficial because I have been feeling really alone. And I'm still in that establishing what type of friend they are because there's also various types of friends where you might not have heart to hearts, but you can have a really good time together. And all those fucking types of friendships are so valid to be able to sit and talk with someone for hours about everything and everything. Beautiful. But it can also get heavy, right? So having people you can let go of the shit that's going on in your life and just enjoy their energy and their company and what's happening in the environment around you is also just phenomenal and needed. Okay, so I think for me, what happened was those feelings of loneliness. After I had had some really good moments connecting with friends, who then left just you know we're going about their life and um weren't living in the city and so aren't here that I realized that connection was something I was missing and ultimately I had nothing to lose when you have nothing to lose it becomes easier to put yourself out there because what do you, what did I gain? I gained a sense of lightness, you know? I have a connection with this new person and then persons <laughs> from that one point of just, hey, can we get a coffee and just hang out? And um, I don't know. I I know people who have like, really tried to grind to make friends and I think there are cities that make it easier and some cities are harder and quite frankly Vancouver is an extraordinarily hard city to find community in it just is so I know people who worked really hard they went to meetups They've done everything they can. And this is here, but also other places. And, you know, they maybe they've got one friend from that. But one friend when there's, what, 24 hours in a day, seven days a week, and everyone is in that perpetual state of busy. <laughs> like, even when I had really good friends here before they left... I would maybe see them once once a month, once every two months, which is amazing, and we always had a fantastic time. 
but it's not necessarily as to sustainable thing as a human being who needs connection and we all need connection no man is an island <laughs> but it's true um there have been multiple times where I've just been sitting in my apartment feeling really low and all I want all I want is a hug I just want a hug I don't want to talk I won't do anything. I just need that sensation of being squeezed tight and squeezing another human being, which weird terminology, but whatever. Bobbin's fantastic, but sometimes she doesn't hug back. (laughs) So that is what pushed me to take the plunge and just ask another human being to like chill. Uh, There was a lot of vulnerability, a lot of honesty, and I think that can really get you far. If um, you have troubles sort of just meeting those initial people, there are, like, there's, I mean, meetup.com is a thing, but also, like, what do you like to do? What activity makes you really happy to be doing it so that like you are feeling your best being your best and I just mean holistically like dude if you fucking play play baseball and you like go for it and you sweat do people sweat in baseball I don't know I don't know much about the sport but you know like if it's something that you're active in you're like oh but I'm gonna look terrible I mean the people participating know that you're participating so find those things that light you up make you feel really good about yourself, make you excited and and join a team or go to a paint night or, you know, if you're sitting at a bar and there's a friend there who's sitting by themselves, like strike up a conversation. I feel like there should be an app for this. (laughs) I think Bumble has a function now where you can like do like bumble bff or something but i don't i find it's the same as sort of any online application that isn't just a mutual interest forum right if you meet someone in a group that's interested in the same things with you like and they're in your city i think that's an easier way to make transition from online to meeting for coffee and hanging out than it is like matching someone on an app regardless of its friendship or dating But yeah, find those things that light you up and I think that will start attracting people when you're doing those activities and you're hanging out and you're experiencing things. I don't know. Adult friendship is so damn hard. And I think what happens too is those close friends you do have, at least for me, are scattered literally worldwide. So I'm not seeing them or being around them physically a lot. And that's when it's like phone calls and Skype time and FaceTime and sending each other photos of your day. That's one of the best things I think about like Snapchat and uh, the function now with Instagram where you can send photos in DMs because the day-to-day is so important. It's so important, you know? someone's commute someone's like favorite grocery store uh 
the like barista that always makes them coffee and they have a funny chat with. Like those things are so important and they matter. They make up your life. So being able to share them even in photo and video, I think is extraordinary to keeping those long, long distance friendships alive. But if you're looking to make new friends, I really do think it's like a boots on the ground type situation. And if you try and you make the initial connection and they say no, well, again, what did you lose? Because you put on the brave face, you had courage, you showed yourself vulnerable, and that's a huge step. Um, that's it. That's all I got. I could talk forever about friends. I have some really fucking golden friends in my life, and uh, hashtag blessed. <laughs> They make me really happy and they truly are uh, the family that I want in my life. Like, I I mean, I love my family, <laughs> but mm, friends are the family you get to choose. So choose wisely. And also, if you have friends in your life and you're keeping them around just because you've known them for a really long time, but they don't. There isn't a reciprocal relationship. They do a lot of taking. And you feel like you are drained or constantly working to keep them happy. Like any relationship, it's totally cool to walk away. It's totally cool to walk away. Just because someone has been in your life a long time doesn't mean they have to stay in your life if they aren't adding some value to it. And sometimes friends come back. <laughs> no one no one has to be gone forever. People are allowed to grow and adapt and change. And sometimes lives lead us apart. And sometimes they come back. And also, allow yourself to have those different friend groups. Those friends that serve different purposes. Because having people to just laugh with and having people to be serious with and having people to live with. Maybe maybe your best friend's your roommate. Um, they all serve a different purpose. And we all have different needs that aren't going to be met by one friend in particular or two friends. Let people surprise you. And let yourself surprise yourself. If I could drum roll, I would totally drum roll right now. <laughs> but you're rad. Lead with love. I think if you lead with love, looking for friends, you got it. You nailed it already, regardless of what happens. Peace out, peace out. If you need to peace out, or take a breath. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.